happy Halloween when this episode uh, is on. It will be, it'll be Halloween. This is wild. This is also the 40th week that we've been doing Mindful Mondays, y'all. That's crazy. That is crazy to me. 40, 40 times this year, hopefully anyway, you have taken the opportunity to listen and observe and bring some mindfulness into your life on another level. And I hope it has brought you some, some joy and some peace and definitely some grace throughout the process. So today, first of all, I am going to say I apologize if the audio is a little crappy. I'm in the truck trying to multitask here. And I want to talk today because it is Halloween about being mindful about your magic. And what I mean by that is, especially during this time of year, when, in my opinion anyway, darkness seems to be more dominant than light. This is a time in our lives that can be a little icky, can be a little sticky, can be a little lonely for some, especially depending on what the holiday season means to you and what it brings to you. So I will personally say I have always, always, always loved fall. I don't know if it's because that's, you know, it's the beginning of the, the seasons and the change. And I just love how beautiful all the leaves are and the weather. And I love bonfires and, you know, roads down old, trips down old dirt roads to check out all the leaves and et cetera, et cetera. And also, I love Christmas time. I love, like, the minute Halloween is over, I'll take down a few of the jack-o'-lanterns, but most of all my decorations are just fall-based. And the minute Thanksgiving is over, I am, like, literally our tradition of Thanksgiving weekend is we go cut down a live Christmas tree with the fam. And it, it's magical and fun, and I love it. Love, 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 love it. <clears throat> I love the magic that I invite into my life this time of year. Now, I know a lot of people love, 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 love Halloween and all that it represents and all that it means. And I'm here for that too. Don't get me wrong. I think though that we need to be mindful about what we're inviting in as we decorate and prepare our homes and our families for the holidays. Now, I will say that I am definitely one of those that loved Halloween, especially when I was younger. I loved dressing up, I loved making costumes, I loved going to the parties. One year, I was such a hit, I won a few different costume contests. I was, what was I? I was Little Miss Muffet in kind of a risque costume and a giant ass blonde wig. No one really knew who I was. And um, I had my dog dressed up as a spider of my old dog, Nina. Oh my gosh, it was so much fun. But anyway, that was also ironically the Halloween of 2005. Oh my gosh. 
that I found out that I was pregnant with Jolie. <laughs> oh my gosh, that just now came to me. That is so funny. Oh, I was dressed up all like that. I had a few too many drinks. It hit a different kind of way next day. Pregnant. Anywho, I digress. So what I'm getting at is, especially with Halloween, what are you inviting in? How is your house set up? Is it to invite all the magic and warmness and friends and laughter and fun? Or are you like maybe inviting some evil, darkness, maybe some, you know, depending on what you believe, you can conjure all sorts of things this season. Now, I have some friends on here that invite the darkness in. They invite evil in. They, they have no problems with that. And I'm fine with it. No judgment here. Do what you want. Do what you want. I myself am not trying to call in that energy. I myself am not comfortable with that. I, while I do agree and understand that we have to relish in the light to appreciate the light. Did I say that wrong? Maybe. We have to relish a bit in the darkness, be comfortable with the darkness to really appreciate uh, the light and the brightness that life has to offer. There definitely has to be a balance. Dude, the Libra in me, sun and rising, totally understands that there has to be a balance of that. But I am mindful about what I am bringing in and the magic that I am what's the word here? The magic that I'm casting and calling in. I'm just very mindful of it. So for example, this is going to be a little off topic. I actually am re-recording this episode, which is why I'm doing it from the road. Cause I got a little bit distracted in the other one and I don't know. Anyway, so here I am take two, which I usually don't do, but here we are. I still like the basics of the message and another thing that came out really strong and the last message I'm still going to share with you here, which is, ironically, as I'm recording this, I, <clears throat> I guess I never would have thought of this being something strange <laughs> until I said it out loud to my boyfriend recently, and he was like, what? And so I don't know where I even came up with this thought, this belief, this theory, but it's something that I have practiced and very much so have I realized interesting timing. So my interesting theory is whenever somebody passes over a loved one, a friend, um, I think we have to be really mindful about giving them space and time and energy to figure out that change for themselves. Like, I don't know what you believe about the afterlife, and it doesn't really matter. But my own personal belief is, and it might be silly to some, and that's okay. You might laugh at this theory. But I believe that we have, when someone passes, we have to give them time and space to adjust to this new change for themselves, obviously. Right? And I think especially if people, when they pass, if they are confused if they were not, if there was a lot of turmoil, if they're, you know, for a number of reasons, if there is some confusion with this person wherever they pass, I think especially too, we have to be very mindful about how, for lack of better words here, we're calling on them during 
the grieving and passing transition process, if you will. So for example, first and foremost, I'll tell you, uh, as you all know, I'm a very blessed lady. I got three of my four grandparents still around. I remember my great grandparents pretty well and I definitely feel their presence a lot. They like me. They like who I am. They're proud of me. And um, my, I lost my very first grandparent. Ironically, it will be <clears throat> two years ago in just a couple days. By the time this podcast is uh, aired, it will be, it will have been two years. And the, and the day after his birthday, which is very ironic. So his birthday is on the 30th. And, and it's Scorpio season, and my grandfather was a Scorpio, obviously, and just it, so many interesting, interesting things. But my grandpa had Alzheimer's, and in many ways, I we grieved my grandpa many, many years ago, you know, when we emotionally and mentally kind of lost him. And out of the mouths of babes, I will just share this uh, piece as well. Out of the mouths of babes, my niece, whenever my grandfather passed, which of course was, you know, a bittersweet, bittersweet thing. But whatever my niece, what my niece's response was, well, now he remembers who we are. And I love, love, loved that. And I think we all cried. <laughs> I still am getting teary. I think about it right now. But because my grandpa had Alzheimer's, I have been very mindful of, I don't want to say not thinking of him, but not calling on him. And, you know, that can mean different things for different folks. So, you know, take that as, as deep as you would like. But while, especially like working in my garden and things, I feel my ancestors and my great-grandparents present very very strong I I didn't really call on my grandpa or you know ask for signs of him to be present or I just I haven't I haven't really even honestly spoke of him too much and although I miss him and think about him all the time um <laughs> and I if I don't know if I even shared or not, but recently I went on this trip to Iowa to go visit my grandmother over Labor Day weekend, and I had the most uh, beautiful, magical trip. And if anyone knows Esther Augustine, you know <laughs> that she's not always the most joyous person to be around. But I had so much fun on that trip, and it was the only time ever, ever, this lifetime, which like astonishes me, that I have spent any one-on-one -on -one time with that grandma. Because either my grandpa was always around, or you know, I had a sibling with me on the journey, or my kiddo went, of course. And this year I went all by myself. It was just me, and or I shouldn't say this year, this trip, and uh, it was magical and wonderful and it was an honor to be there. But along this trip, so it's been like, you know, obviously more than a year and a half that my grandpa's passed. And on this trip, I felt his presence so strongly. Like there was so many little magical moments along this little trip, like literally from the get first gas station that I stopped at, which I was still in Illinois. I hadn't even made it out of state yet. There was just magic, 
message, magic message, beautiful affirmations of him and uh, connections and it was just beautiful. It was beautiful and lovely and I still haven't really called on him per se, but I have definitely, you know, thanked him for those, for those messages and for being present and just for, for me, I just really have like this sense of peace that he is now like on the other side successfully and at peace and watching over all of us like on another level than I had known before. But the point of me sharing all that is just to say during this time of year, I think too, is a very special time for all of us in which we do find ourselves calling out on others, um, maybe from, you know, the other side where we're grieving maybe a little bit differently because it is a time for us to be in our homes and nurturing one another and gathering around the table and having these meals together with our loved ones. And when there aren't certain people around that table anymore, it makes the holiday season a bit bittersweet, right? So I'm inviting you to be very mindful of the magic that you invite in your home this season, starting all the way from Halloween all the way into the new year. And first of all, if it hasn't been very long since your loved one has passed, then, you know, obviously do whatever you feel is right. But this is the first year ever I'm really going to, like, be able to set up a little space to honor my grandfather because I feel like it's been enough time now. And throughout the whole holiday season, I have little things of my loved ones who have passed and my daughter's loved ones who became my loved ones. But, um her lineage as well. And we have like the most beautiful Christmas decorations and the most beautiful candles and the most beautiful lights. And each one of these decorations and things really represents some magic from our past and our lineage and, and from who we are. And it's a beautiful time to like just sit around and in lack of better words here too, just glow in their magic as you're like sitting around in the lights and in the darkness and it's still so light, right? <clears throat> and glowy and magical and beautiful. So I just invite you, I invite you this season and starting with Halloween to be mindful of the magic you're creating for your own space. If you're having a dark, hard time, then why decorate with monsters hanging from the trees and watching all the yucky, scary movies? Instead, let's like flip it and let's make it about, you know, fairies and light and, you know, the fun witches like Hocus Pocus and not, you know, the gore and dark, you know. You, again, no judgment here. Different st strokes for different folks, as they say. But most definitely, you. I want you to realize that you have the power. You have the power to create the magic around you and to set the tone. I know many people who think, you know, it might be silly that I have a quote-unquote altar space. Um, you all, my whole entire house is an altar. My whole entire home is this sacred sanctuary of a space that I have created. And I really hope that you have too. You don't have to have like a specific altar. 
You can have a bookshelf. You can have a fireplace mantle. You have a kitchen table. You have a nightstand. You have, you know, a little, a little, you know, tiny decorative shelf that, you know, you, you've put up in the bathroom. Whatever it is. You guys, you can have an altar anywhere on anything. The only thing that makes it a sacred, magical space is the intention that you put behind it. And you have the power to do so. I can tell you I have said prayers and casted spells over my daughter's book bag. I have the power to do that. <clears throat> I have the ability to go out into our garage and pray over every freaking motorcycle and dirt bike in that garage before my boyfriend gets on one. Right? Because I get to create that magic. I put a protective force field around him and around my house, and around that dirt bike, and around my daughter's new car, because she's 16, driving around in this world. I have the ability to create magic. And I'm very mindful of how I use it. And I'm powerful as fuck. <laughs> and so are all of you. And so this is just a beautiful reminder of that. I invite you, if you don't have an altar space in your home, to make one. And what I mean by an altar space is just a place that you pause and reflect and give gratitude of where you came from and where you are right now. That's all it is. To me, that's all an altar space is. I have many different altars throughout my house that all represent different times and things and things that I have loved and people that I have loved and... It's a beautiful reminder in every single room of my house that I am divinely protected, loved, and guided with every step I take. And so are you. So create magic, my friends, and remind yourselves of all that. Make a little altar in your car. And all, again, all that altar is, is a sacred little space. Maybe it's a one little shelf in your compartments. Maybe it's in your middle console. Maybe it's a seashell that's full of magical little leaves and rocks and crystals that sits on your dashboard. Whatever it is, be mindful of the magic that you're creating. Because every single thing that you do and every single thing that you say is creating your reality and making magic all around you. Have a beautiful week, my friends. Happy Halloween. And have fun being mindful of your magic.